Well, hello, friends. My name is Pastor Wallace, Wallace Phillips, and I am excited about you joining us today for another episode, episode number 10 on continuity. Today, we want to share with you the importance of of being persistent, uh, living a life of endurance, wanting to make sure that you are pressing on in your life to fulfill the leadership position, the leadership capacity that God has placed you in. Thank you for joining us today as we look at the subject of continuity. Shall we pray together as we get started? Father, I thank you for another opportunity today to invest in leaders, leaders that you have called, leaders that you have placed, leaders that you have put in positions, God, where they serve in your kingdom. Father, I pray that you would help us today to receive encouragement and inspiration for that which you've called us to do. It's in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Welcome to today's episode of the PW Podcast, where leaders learn to lead. In every episode, you get front row seating to transparent, practical conversations between host Wallace Phillips and successful leaders from the marketplace to the ministry. The result? Your leadership will gain greater clarity, purpose, and charisma. So get ready. Change starts now. I want to thank you so much for being with us as we share today on the subject of continuity. What is continuity? Some of you have noticed, I've had people to say to me, hey, do you, is everything that you do on this uh, episode after episode consist of the letter C? I've noticed that. Well, I'm glad you did because we have used the letter C to, uh, you know, to gather some important subjects, some terms that I feel are just necessary in the life of every Christian leader. So we are using the letter C in this season of the PW Podcast, and we are working through several subjects that um, I pray have been a help and will be a help to you in the weeks to come. Today, continuity. What is continuity? Continuity is the unbroken or the consistent operation of something. The, the unbroken or the consistent operation of something. Think about life as a whole. You know, days are a, an example of continuity. God is faithful. He's gracious. He's given us another day today to serve him, to live our lives, to fulfill his purpose and uh, in our life. And so I think about that passage of Scripture in the early book of Genesis where it talks about creation, and it says evening, uh, evening comes and morning comes, and morning came and evening came, and then there was what? A day, okay? And so for us, it's 24 hours. We understand that, 86,400 seconds in every day. And, you know, they go by so fast. Just recently, I celebrated a 62nd birthday. Can't believe it. 62 years old. And uh, here we are continuing to do what God has called us to do. You know what that is? That's continuity. That's continuity. Just like uh, morning and evening made up a day and day after day after day makes up a week and then a month and then years. That's an example of God's continuity, his faithfulness in our lives to give us these days in which we are called to serve him. But continuity needs to exist in our lives in that which God has called us to do. For me, he's called me to preach the gospel, and I've discovered in a post-COVID world and in a culture today that is very open uh, to technology and and very, very forced, uh, in many cases, uh, to depend on technology, uh, I'm forced to be creative, I'm forced to be uh, open, I'm forced to be receptive to uh, to doing new things. 
I never would have thought I'd be talking to you today through a microphone, and uh, I never thought I would be sharing with the world, not just uh, just a few hearers here and there, but sharing literally with the world on YouTube, on 13 or 14 other social media platforms like Spotify and Apple Broadcast, and, and so um, uh, the podcast station. I just want to thank God for that opportunity, but I never dreamed that that would be something that I would do. And so uh, that's an example of continuity. What are you doing, Wallace? I'm keeping in step with that which God has called me to do by embracing the means, the methods that God has placed in our availability today. You know, I think of about a passage of Scripture that uh, always hits our minds, always hits our brains around the new year. Uh, every January, you know, every preacher pulls the passage of Scripture out of the the book of Philippians, you know, where Paul says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, because we have a sense of uh, we've turned the page. We have a sense of we've got a new beginning. We have a sense of, you know, old things are passing away now in another year. And we're, we're hoping and believing and praying that the one that is before us will be so much better than the one that we just came out of. And that's, that's the aspiration of all of us. But I want to look closely at what Paul says here. And I'm going to use a different translation because I think that it breaks it down. I think that this passage of Scripture uh, in the message kind of rings the bell for me the way I feel sometimes. Listen to what he says. I'm in Philippians chapter number 3, and the verses are 12 to 14. He says, I'm not saying, Paul talking here to the church at Philippi, he says, I'm not saying that I have this all together. You know, <laughs> I like that. I can feel Paul's heart here. I'm not saying that I have it made. You know, you've, I've crossed the bar. I've finished the course, so to speak. He says, but I'm well on my way. How many of you feel that way today? I'm well on my way. You know, I'm not, I haven't gotten there yet, okay? Uh, and I'm believing that the better days are before me. He says, I'm well on my way. I'm reaching out for Christ. And that's the subject of this and the context of this passage is about his walk with God. Uh, the idea that we are to finish this race that God has set before us, to make heaven our home, to be to be where he is, the place that he's prepared for us. He says, but I'm well on my way reaching out for Christ who has wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong, okay? By no means do I count myself, Paul says, as an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal. How many of you today listening to me are saying, you know what, I'm encouraged already because I haven't made it yet. I haven't made the promotion in my company. I haven't made it to management. I haven't made it to regional director or whatever you're aspiring to do, or haven't made it to pastoring the church. Maybe you're serving on a staff and your goal is to one day pastor a church. And you're saying, I haven't made it yet. Listen to what Paul says here. By no means do I consider myself to be an expert here in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal. What are your goals today? What are the aspirations of your own heart in where you see that you could see yourself in, in five years? Has anyone ever asked you that question? Hey, Wallace, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I don't want to get into that today because that could take a while. But 
Where do you see yourself in five years? Do you even have a goal? Have you written down some things that God has perhaps deposited in your heart, your mind, your spirit? You feel it in your soul. You don't know how you're going to get there, but you believe it's a goal for you. He says, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward. Remember, the context of this is to be in the presence of Jesus, to make heaven our home. Uh, but he says, I'm often running, and I love what, what he says here in the close of this. I'm often running, and I'm not turning back. I, I'm confident that there are people listening to me today who have the spirit of quit to come on you once in a while. Have you ever heard of that? The spirit of quit. It was Dr. George Wood, one of our former general superintendents, who coined that phrase for me. I'm sure perhaps others have said it. But he preached a message one time at General Council, and he talked about uh, that awful spirit of quit. And every one of us have faced that spirit before that, you know, you, you kind of want to throw your hands up, toss in the towel. We say it so many different ways. But listen, God's not wanting you to quit. Some of you that are listening today, perhaps you're a leader. And sometimes, you like you know, today, it's Monday. My podcast breaks every Monday. Do you know that Monday is a day that most pastors go through? Man, I think I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> I think I'm going to resign this church. I think I'm going to get on down the road. I'm going to go somewhere else. Some even say, hey, I'm going to quit the ministry. I, I'm going to get out of this altogether. I'm going to get me a good job. I'm going to join a church somewhere. I'm going to be the best church member this pastor ever had because I know the deal, okay? You listen, God wants you to, to keep on. God wants you to experience, here we go, continuity in your walk with him. Continuity, here we go, in your assignment. Continuity in that which God created you for, your purpose. Man, I'm having a good time. I'm getting excited myself. Just, just talking about this today because God has called us all to live lives of continuity, that unbroken, that consistent operation of what he has called you to do. Again, let me read that verse of scripture one more time from the lips of Paul. I'm not saying that I have this all together, he says, that I've made it, but I'm well on my way and I'm reaching out for Christ who has wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. I want to just say to you today, those of you that are listening, that you are a leader, perhaps you're a pastor or a business manager or a supervisor. Sometimes you can get very, very frustrated uh, with the details of what God has called you to do, that place that he has uh, caused you to land in where you are in serving him, in working for the company, uh, leading in the church, you can get very frustrated at that, at, at that place because, you know, it's responsibility. It's pressure. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a unique set of circumstances that surround what it is that you do. For me, I'm a pastor. 
And someone asked me uh, just a few weeks ago, they said, Pastor Wallace, how do you do it, man? How do you do it? I, I look at you and, you know, I know that you're a husband and I know that you're a father. you got three great kids. That's the jazz clan, Josh, Abby, and Zach, who are all grown now. And uh, Josh and Abby are married and they have kids. And I thank God for grandkids. Um, Zach is working. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, performing a skill that he's very proficient in every day of his life. And, and, and they all are accomplished adults. They own their homes. They, you know, they're, they're, they have good paying jobs. You know, how do you do this, man? You've raised a family. You're a husband. You're a father. You're, you're a pastor of a, of a church. And I've been there 31 years. He said, and you, you know, you're also a pastor to pastors. <clears throat> you're a leader. You're a, a, a area director for the Assemblies of God. You're a general presbyter for the Assemblies of God. You, uh, you founded and operate a 501c3 called Barnabas 21 uh, that, that ministers to people who are in leadership. You do a podcast. You, you own a real estate business. How do you do this? And you know what? It's by the grace of God. But I've also got my eyes on the goal, and my goal is to fulfill what God has called me to do. Listen, if God hasn't called you to lead, don't try to lead. If God has, maybe God's just called you to serve. Maybe God's just called you to come alongside a leader that maybe you have great uh, feelings for, that you have great respect for, that you admire. Maybe God has called you to come alongside that leader and serve with him or her. And then you know what will happen? Uh, the great things that you appreciate about that leader uh, will be imparted to you. I believe that. I believe that if you surround yourself, that's why I'm an advocate of making sure that you and I always have meaningful, valuable mentors in our life so that we can learn from them, gain from them, and hopefully have some of those tremendous abilities and skills imparted unto us by way of the Spirit or by way of influence. You say, what do you mean by way of the Spirit? Well, don't you remember when Paul spoke uh, to Timothy and, and he says, listen, I want you to fan in the flame the gift of God that was given you by the laying on of my hands. And something spiritual happens when you surround yourself with godly leaders. You get in their presence. You sit under their teaching. You rub shoulders with them. You have coffee with them. I believe something supernatural happens, especially as they pray for you, that, that they can lay hands on you and you will receive a deposit in the supernatural realm that only heaven knows uh, the result of that. I believe that, or Paul wouldn't have said it. But also believe, let's shift gears away from the, the supernatural or the spiritual into the natural. You can learn to be a leader. You can cultivate um, a posture that will that will allow you to become a leader. Now, listen. Some people who have have aspired for leadership have had some uh, some tremendous hardship, difficulty, and failures. Can I just tell you something? If you talk to any leader that you love and respect, any person that you set up high on your on your level of accomplishment or 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 respect. If you pull them to the side, I will guarantee you that they can give you a list, a long list of challenges, 
difficulties, mistakes, hardships, failures that they too have experienced. And so I encourage you today, listen, don't give up. Don't give up. Set your aspirations high. Set your goal high. And you know what? A lot of times we get frustrated too because, you know, we want things to happen pow, just like that. We want things to happen so quickly, uh, so swiftly. We want to move from, you know, I just started as a greeter at the door of the church, and now I want to be on the pulpit three weeks later or three months later. Can I just tell you something? It doesn't work that way. You need to get uh, into your heart and your spirit a, a sense of servitude. I'm willing to serve with this pastor. I'm willing to give of myself to help the ministry as a whole move forward or to help the company as a whole move forward. You know, I several years ago, I worked in the secular world as a manager of a store. I was hired as a manager, and I worked my way up after a matter of a couple of years just serving, giving the very best I could give, and I became a district supervisor. I was taken from one store to 13 stores overnight. I was given a company car. I was given an expense account. I traveled, and what I did was I began to deposit my management skills into other leaders, other managers, but I didn't start at the top. Okay. I didn't start at the top. I started as a manager of the store and, and then I served and I worked my way up. And you know, the same is true in ministry. Some of you are listening today and you're thinking, man, I just, I just want to pastor a church. No, you don't. Okay. That's not really what you want to do. Trust me. Yes. It's great. It's, it's, it's filled with rewards. It's filled with victories. It's filled with uh, great accomplishments and feelings, but it's also filled with challenge. And so don't just say, this is what I want to do. Say, say it this way, God, with your grace and your help. This is what I aspire to do. Be like Paul. I, I don't have it all together. Maybe I don't deserve to be the pastor right now, but Lord, I've got my eyes on the goal and I want to work my way up through the process and glean and take in every possible thing that I can from tested, true, tried leaders. Okay. <laughs> and that's important. You know, I remember, listen, I remember when I started out, uh, in ministry many years ago, you know, I had some personal aspirations that I, that I wanted for myself, and they didn't come quite as quickly as I thought they should. You know, we always think we, you know, we just deserve this. No, we don't. We don't deserve this. It's by the grace of God that he allows us to be serving in the capacities that we serve in. And sometimes, you know, you say, Pastor, you just said set your goals high. Yeah, set your goal high but be willing to take the, here we go, necessary steps, time, processes, different positions, different promotions along the way, different steps on the ladder. Be willing to, to serve in the capacity that you aspire to serve in. Be willing to serve in each capacity like a, like a ring on a, on a ladder. Every step of the way causes you to move uh, to the goal in which you aspire. And so listen, let me read this verse one more time. I'm not doing this because I forgot it. I'm doing this because I think this verse kind of tags it in your spirit, kind of tags it in your emotions. Uh, Paul says this, Philippians 3, 12 to 14. <clears throat> he says, I'm not saying that I have this all together. Remember the thoughts I just shared with you. 
I'm not saying I have this all together. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm ready to pastor the church, but, but I, I do say this. I'm well on my way. I'm reaching out in this context. It's Christ. But he says, let's make the application here. I'm reaching out to be a pastor. I'm reaching out to be the leader. I'm reaching out to be a minister. I'm reaching out to be a manager, whatever capacity is you're talking about, because that opportunity has reached out to me. Okay. Christ reached out to me. Management reached out to me. The senior pastor reached out to me. That opportunity has reached out to you. You you feel good about it. The leader above you feels good about it. He says, friends, don't get me wrong. My no means do I count myself already a what? An expert. I'm not an expert in all of this, but I do have my eye on the goal. Keep that in, in your mind. Where God is beckoning us onward in this context is to Jesus. But in the context of leadership and application today, we're talking about maybe you want to aspire, maybe you're aspiring or you want to be serving in a capacity that is considerably higher uh, in the eyes of men than where you are right now. So he says, I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Don't allow the spirit of quit to come upon you just because you don't get moved forward as swiftly as you thought you should have been moved forward. So many times people, I've seen people quit, man. I've seen people turn their back on the ministry. I've seen people walk away from the call of God because it didn't happen for them as rapidly as they thought it would happen. My mind goes back today to my college days um, at Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida. I remember hitting that campus. I was married. Joy and I had two kids, Joshua and Abigail. They were small, two to four years old. Uh, you know, we, uh, Joshua was older. He was probably four years old. Abby was two. We showed up on that college campus, man. We had a goal. We wanted to graduate and get back into the ministry, uh, full time as quickly as we could. And, and I remember my freshman class. Hear this now. My freshman class had 714 students in it, 714 students in my freshman class. Can I tell you something? When when four years passed, and I'm now a senior, and I'm getting ready to put that flat hat on my head and walk the line, do you know how many graduated on that night when Dr. Charles Cookman, the, the then superintendent of uh, North Carolina Assemblies of God, was the keynote speaker at my graduation. Do you know how many students walked that line and graduated that night? 714 in the freshman class. There were 111 or 112 that graduated in that class. Do the math. What happened to 600 others? Well, some were still you know, maybe a junior, some didn't move as quickly as they wanted to. Maybe some were a sophomore. Maybe they, maybe they just didn't get into the, into the system too well. And they just decided to slow it down. But guess what? A lot of them did. A lot of them quit. A lot of them did not walk in a continuity in their life. A lot of them did not endure uh, the journey with its pressures and with its challenges. And they just decided, you know what? This is not for me. I'm not going to do this. We're talking today about continuity. We're talking today about persistence. We're talking today about endurance. And listen, don't give up. 
you will feel like at times that you want to toss the towel in. You will feel like that you just want to get off the ladder and stop the journey. But listen, God's not called you to quit. He's called you to finish. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. When you study that word in in the book of Philippians, that word press means to strain. You have to exert a lot of energy. You have to exert a lot of time. You have to release a lot of uh, of of your uh, uh, efforts and your and your your juices, if you will, to get where you want to go. But you cannot quit. You can't throw in the towel. You know, God finishes what he starts. You remember that passage also in Philippians, another passage that comes to my mind as we come to a close here today is Philippians 1 and 6. It says, he who began a good work in you will complete it. Again, the context is salvation. But let's make the application here. If God has called you and you feel like uh, you have that divine call in your life to serve in the capacity in which is in your heart, then do not quit because God placed it there and God has the wherewithal to help you. The grace, the mercy, uh, the ability for you to surround yourself with other people who can help you along the way. Do not quit. Be a person of continuity. The unbroken and the consistent operation of your life as you endeavor to be the man, the woman, the leader that God has called you to be. Friends, I'm glad that you were with me today. Uh, Wallace Phillips here on the PW Podcast. Would you share this with others? Would you uh, say, hey, I want you to listen to a friend of mine. Send them a link. Send them a YouTube link or or a podcast link or Spotify or whatever platform is that you've joined me on today. I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you so much for being with us on today's broadcast of the PW Podcast, where leaders lead. Can I pray with you as we close today? Father, in Jesus' name, I lift up every leader who's listening today. I pray, Lord, that you would meet them where they are. I pray that the spirit of endurance, uh, continuity, would rise up in their heart, in their mind, in their spirit, in their soul, Lord. Would you cause them to to press toward the mark, as Paul said, to fulfill that which you have called them to do. And God, would you allow a spirit of grace to come upon them, to not be frustrated, to not want to toss in the towel, to not want to give up, but to but to finish to the end, as Paul said. Uh, I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Father, would you cause that to happen for every person that's listening today? In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, my friends. Pastor Wallace here saying so long until the next broadcast of the PW Podcast. Have a great day. You've been listening to the PW Podcast, where leaders learn to lead with host Wallace Phillips. Thank you for lending us your ear today. Whether you're commuting, at the gym, or on a run, thank you for listening. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information, visit leaderslead.live. Till next time.